Take it easy. All right, man. Jersey Judah, Red Pill Party Podcast. Let me turn this car on. I need this air on if I'm going to be recording with my windows closed. It's a very hot day today. And here I am, man. This is almost like a Monday to me, although it is Thursday. Um, I'm here at my new job at the parking lot. Haven't went into the front door yet. Made sure I came here a little earlier just to get situated. Uh, my shift technically starts at 2.30. I'm going to go inside 2.15. It's about 1.56 at the moment. I'm going to be compiling several thoughts uh, throughout the day. I haven't been podcasting in over a week. I apologize. I just got done posting on Facebook that I would put the podcast on hold until, I, until I've gotten situated. But I realized everything that I've worked for, I was able to accomplish. So now it's time to show and prove. And it makes me think about balance. This is something I've mentioned, I think, sometime last week, one of the episodes that I wasn't able to upload, but I'm going to, I guess, reiterate. It'll be new to you guys, though. Balance. Right? And this balance of your work life, what you do out of work, right? Finding a balance. And here at the Red Pill Party podcast, we usually talk about Red Pill-related topics, and it made me think about this in a multitude of ways. Um, Balance within relationships are almost nearly impossible, right? Because your balance of what you do for a living, how much money you make, what you can bring to the table, what you can provide, versus, in a lot of cases, women who usually don't work the hours you work, they usually work less hours. Some of them don't work. And I think that's the main reason why you see a lot of women on the market. These are women who've tried for years to obtain this high-value male. And this high-value male that its conversations have been promoted by Kevin Samuels and others are men who in retrospect, will not pay them any mind, will not pay them any attention, uh, will not give them the time order the day. So these women, they get angry, they get frustrated, they go on these dating apps and they express their high level of expectations and yet low value. And it usually becomes the same old, same old, the lack of balance. Now, men aren't entirely innocent either. You have the simps, you have the beta males who are also unbalanced. And at first sight, you would say the thought, the attention-seeking woman, the attention-seeking modern-day female today can easily resemble the um, lack of self-esteem, lack of accountability, maybe lack of guilt, uh, lack of accountability to the point where the simp pedestalizes women. Women pedestalize money, but in return pedestalize men with money. 
men who seek women short term seek women short term for usually one reason, and that's sex. Therefore, for women, that doesn't work with their um, purpose or their balance. They want a guy who they can be with long term or a guy who can be with them short term, who can still give them the perks and the capabilities that she would have in long term relationship, which, of course, usually does not work out due to. Number one, men are starting to wake up. Number two, there's not really a lot of. All right, so emotionally available men. Let me just express. Let me just express something. The term "emotionally available men," right? A guy who is your quote unquote red pill alpha, costume alpha. He's going to say that that is a simp. A guy who's emotionally available for a woman. The problem is. There's women who are emotionally available, but only for one specific type of guy. And they'll compensate. They'll they'll settle with sleeping with two or three guys who could reach her potential in her mind. But she'll still be looking for that special someone. Now, the strategy of females dating today is complete ass backwards. A lot of women will just simply give it up if they find a guy who they believe is capable of being with her on the first date. That's good for the guy, but that's bad for the woman because that gives the guy the wrong impression that this woman is either fast, quick, you know, thought, thought ready, thought bot, or she can simply just be emotionally and, and psychologically unstable. There's a pattern when it comes to fast women. I don't think, I believe a lot of men who listen to this will understand this pattern. It's the pattern of the lack of respect for men. Um, men of authority, men of prominence, men, men in general, a lot of women have a disdain for men. And it starts with their father or lack thereof, depending on their upbringing. Now, if she's raised properly by the father and the mother, she has a balance. That balance, knowing that what she wants in life has been taught to her in a traditional sense by her parents, seeing the mother and father together, um, learning, um, I guess the term I would look, a mentorship in a sense with the father and daughter that creates a bond that she has and which she has a different perspective on men than a lot of the women who sleep around the women who sleep around. This doesn't necessarily disqualify them for having not having a father. They may have had a father who wasn't around, who wasn't there to really uh, take part of the mentorship of the woman maturing and becoming of age and her making her own decisions, but also making the right decision. All right. So now we go back into dating, right? So the strategies of, of dating is completely ass backwards with women because women will just have a bunch of guys who they date and who they sleep with in a lot of cases. 
And then they would look at that as they're going they're, It's like sorting through. It's like sorting through clothes you want to wear. It's 95 degrees. Instead of the woman putting on a sundress or something, a tank top, maybe something suitable. She decides to go in her house, put on a tank top, put on a t-shirt, put on a sweater. And she believes that she'll have the better option later on when it comes to deciding on what option she wants. The problem is all of those guys carries weight over her. So when she decides to want to settle down with one guy, there's going to be four or five guys left behind. And these four or five guys are representations of simply orbiters. She doesn't leave those guys 100%. Those guys will always still be around. She has them as available options or as a shoulder to cry on. This is where, in a subtle way, women manipulate nice guys, right? In a subtle way. They'll say things like, oh, well, I just want to be friends. For a lot of men, they believe that they're being sincere. They're really nicely putting you down. They're, 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 they're politely putting you down. They're politely telling you that you don't have a chance, but the act of friendship is still me being civil and it's still me being cordial, but I honestly want nothing to do with you emotionally, intimately, so on and so forth, right? So she denies the man, right? Offers friendship to the guy, right? And the guy believes that that is sincere. And in the process, she can further manipulate the man in doing what she wants, may add a little bit of intimacy, may add a little bit of physical contact to give the man the uh, belief that he will have his way soon with this woman, right? It usually doesn't happen. So the balance when it comes to a man today is primarily his work and what he enjoys doing for a living. More men now than ever are pretty much deciding that, yes, women are attractive. A lot of these women are beautiful, but a lot of them do not have any purpose. Their purpose, they seek purpose from a man's possession. A lot of modern women today seek purpose in a man's possession. If you want proof, watch um, Desperate Housewives or Celebrity Housewives, whatever the fuck you want to call it, um, Love and Hip Hop. When you have a lot of the females, they are pretty much, um, they're pretty much there. Their name is... Their reputation comes from the man. Their possessions, their jewels, their cars, their houses comes from the man, right? So I believe that modern women look at themselves as potential celebrity housewives or potential baby fathers of multimillionaires, um, women that resemble Brittany Renner. Is that her name? Whatever her name is. The stepdaddy season bitch. This attitude is now becoming a trend to where every woman wants that capability. Every woman wants that opportunity to be the center of attention without doing anything and really putting in any effort to get it. Now, the male 
and the man and its balance, the balance of work, the balance of extracurricular activities with me, it's the podcast, even though I haven't been on here in a while, I am back. And I am going to be dropping a couple jewels today. I have to, even though this is my first day of work. We are about 2.08 right now, which leaves me five, seven minutes, seven minutes remaining in this. I just want to drop a couple of beliefs that I have. Number one, women don't love unconditionally. Unless they are mothers and that love is towards their children or towards their family, women do not love um, conditionally or unconditionally. There's no unconditional love. When you deal with women today and you're dealing in the dating scene, you're going to deal with conditional um, maybe expectations that she has or what she expects from a man. That is conditioned. That is the condition. Oh, I'm looking for real love. You know, I'm tired of sitting around, watching my friends get married, watching my friends hook up, watching my friends have fun. I want to have fun, but I want to find someone special. But they have to be six foot tall. You know what I mean? They got to have washboard abs, even though I have a gut, even though I have cellulite everywhere. Looking like a goddamn Michelin, uh, the Michelin tire, tire man, just just roaming the streets, expecting things, right? Having nothing to offer but expecting everything. And when guys, which it's already happening, there's dating coaches who, female. Let me explain. Let me explain something. I've said this before. Female dating coaches, unless it is aimed towards women, does nothing for men. But there are dating coaches today who are leaving that market. They are no longer participating in counseling or helping women find guys because women's expectations have exceeded their value. You never want expectations that exceed your value. That is another form, I believe, of balance. If I'm a person who's making 45000 a year, right, Better yet, I'll put myself in a woman's position. Let's say I'm a female and I'm making $35,000 a year, right? I can't say that I expect a man to have $100,000 a year. I can't. As a woman, in my mind, if I was a female, I would I would think that's the dumbest thing in the world because now I... I believe as a woman now, right, that even though I'm making 35000 and my, ex- my expectations are so high, so unrealistically high, that in my mind, a guy who has $100,000 a year compared to my 35000 is worthy of my time. This is how a lot of women look at men. So their purpose is in a male or man's perspective. Which is why a lot of women later on decide to go for a guy who may not be as appealing as the next guy because that guy has something going on. He has a business. He has a company. He has things going on financially where he's in a good spot. Now, the irony of this is 
when men decide to work on themselves, to better themselves, to upgrade from where they were at, and this is the position that I'm currently in now, I no longer look at women as a valid option of relationships. And the reason I say this is if my time and my effort that I put in means nothing and my money means everything, then I might as well pay for what I can get. I'm going to say that again. Hopefully you guys understand what I mean by, by saying this. If my time and my effort and my energy put towards a woman is only valid when I have a certain amount of money in my pocket, then in my mind, my only way of looking at it is, well, I might as well pay and get what I want, you get what you want, and then move on. But then that's wrong. But then the women, they sexualize themselves, and the OnlyFans girls are out there, the Pornhub chicks are out there, the Twitch streamers are out there, the female Twitch streamers, and they're literally selling sex. They're selling the possibility of sex. And I believe for guys who don't get it, the incels, black pill guys, even though they're completely different in a lot of ways, it's almost teasing those guys. It's telling those guys that, hey, you can't get with us in real life, but you can pay $5.99 to $15.99 a month and get videos and pictures of me doing whatever you want me to do. So what it does is it creates this imbalanced society where the men are focused primarily on sex because we are very primal in that sense. And the women can focus on their financial means of finding a man with purpose, finding a man with possession, and gaining ownership or co-ownership to that. And on the flip side, you'll have the guys who black pill or incels or TFLs who will probably never connect with women because the abilities to connect with women today primarily depends on money. Now, a lot of people ask this question, and I'm about to end this on this note. If incels were so fascinated about having sex or the possibility of having sex, why don't they buy it? Well, I'm going to tell you why. Because for these men, it is an emotional connection. It's not just a physical connection. Although this may be seen as weak, this is the truth. This is why a lot of these men choose to try and go for that um, real love, real connection aspect rather than just be a guy who's already slept with women or who's already slept with one woman and figures, well, I want to do this again. You know, if it's somebody that I'm connected with, cool, but if I can get it, <laughs> if I can get it on the fly, I'd rather do that. So the hookup culture is the result now. So now the guys who are fortunate and the guys who are capable of having game and communicating with women are nine times out of 10, the guys who are capitalizing off of the hookup scene. Once again, singling out black pills and incels and further educating the red pill man, the thinking man. But I think this will be my first part for right now. And it's about 2.15, got to get ready to go in, even though I don't start until 2.30. 
I want to be presentable, coming in a presentable 15-minute early fashion like I did in my last job. But you guys already know this isn't it for the day. I will have more shit on the way. But as I always like to say, in the meantime and in between time, Jersey Judah, Red Pill Party Podcast. Getting ready to go in here, man. A new adventure, a new job, a new environment, new people, new money, more money. But guess what? I'm out. Peace. Well, I'm not out. I mean, for right now, I'm out. But, you know, you guys won't notice a difference. Maybe a two-minute intermission, maybe. And then I'll be right back. But until then, peace. This is Jersey Judah, Red Pill Party Podcast, round two. First segment, I forgot what the fuck I was talking about. I was so caught up with um, my first day at this new job that I kind of lost track of time. It is currently 7.20 right now. And here's another weird thing that I just found out. This place doesn't have breaks, right? Meaning... You don't just go to a kiosk and put in your number and then get a 30-minute break. You can pretty much leave when you want, but I haven't exercised that right yet. I want to celebrate. And there's only one way that I can think about celebrating before I go further into this discussion. And it's simple. Lighten up this backwood jet jet fuel gelato. Jet fuel gelato is the strand that I'm smoking on. I'm very happy where I'm at right now. And I'm not saying that because it's the first day. The staff is cool. I swear to God, this is like the complete opposite of where I was at Monday. The complete opposite. Teachers are very friendly. Principals very friendly. Everybody's friendly. And that's what I need. A little a little bit of positivity in my life. Every now and then. <coughs> but enough of all that. You guys already know the deal, man. <coughs> better gig. Better hours. Because of the 30-minute ordeal of break, I can now leave at 10.30. I don't have to worry about staying until 11. So that's great. And I'm getting getting a good amount of bank here. I'm not going to lie. 
Right? Yeah. Yeah. Making moves, man. It's funny with this year how things have gone. <coughs> Dealing with... <coughs> oh, this shit is strong. Dealing with the possibility... Put this air on a little bit. Dealing with the possibility of being in a certain place longer than I would like to. And similar to how the end of the year came last year, where I've gotten a job probably a month from now, and I've gotten this job, I gotten the job that I was at last time, November of 2020. And I figured that this would be, this would be it, right? This would be the place that I can, that I can reside at, make money, find opportunity and stay for a good amount of time. Oh, nope. But here it's different. I like this area. An old friend of mine lives down here. Matter of fact, <coughs> just for shits and giggles. <coughs> oh, that's right. We're talking about balance. That's what we were talking about last time. And I'm going to kind of continue that conversation. But I just want to shoot the shit with you guys. I know I've been absent for a week and some change. And I just want to let you guys know I'm back. Right? But I never really left. I've just been occupied. Just been occupied trying to get this job off the ground, which I did. Proud of myself for that. And um, I'm trying to move forward with some form of positivity. And I think this job and these people is a start. So, yeah, this is a, definitely an odd feeling that I have. I feel that I finally accomplished something on my own. Not to say that I never accomplished nothing on my own. I just feel it's been very hard to get something off of the ground by yourself, especially today. In today's day, um, for a lot of the men out there who are finding a hard time sort of finding your place in life, you have to understand that sometimes in order to do this, in order to do whatever you need to do or whatever you feel you need to do or whatever you want to do, <clears throat> you're going to have to cancel some people out of your plans. You can't just be a guy who just has all of these so-called friends who only are around when they feel that you are convenient for them. And I remember talking about this a little bit where like, you never want to be the only nigga in your crew, <coughs> your posse, right? You don't want to be the only guy with money. You don't want to be the only guy with a job. You don't want to be the only guy with a car. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? You never want to do that because you will always be seen as the help or the helper. You will always be seen as the helper. Oh, well, yeah, you get a call 10, 30, 11 in the morning. Hey, yo, man, can you give me a ride to the liquor store? Mm. Like, nah, I got, I got work. You know what I mean? They'll stop dealing with you. Just off of that. 
<clears throat> because you weren't able to stop everything that you were doing in your personal life to help somebody again, right? It's always the people. And see, like with me, I don't feel bad talking like this because I actually help niggas out that I know will not return the favor. I know they won't. You know what I mean? I gotta get my lighter. Son of a bitch. I got it on me. You know what I mean? Like, I've helped people. And I knew for a fact that I would get nothing in return. But I did it just to do it. So later on, you can't say I never did shit for you. This brings me to the homie that I shout out earlier in the last segment, Coach Greg Adams. On reasons, <clears throat> you did a video or a stream maybe within the past 24 hours. I just got done watching or listening to most of it while working. And he was talking about why you don't take back your exes. And that title resonated with me because I've told you guys, I believe a couple episodes back, that an ex tried to contact me and get back in touch with me. And I was going back and forth with this chick. Just to try and fill her out, just to see where, where, what she wants. You know, you know what I'm saying? You got to be careful of the women who just randomly show back up in your life four or five years later. Like, you know how many things can happen to a person in four or five years? I mean, if you really sit and think about it, especially for the younger generation, like imagine you as a senior in high school. 18 at the least 17 you might be an underachiever graduate in 1920 i know people who've done that but we'll keep it traditional 17 18 right you start talking to a person you're a guy you start talking to a broad y'all get to know one another and women do me a favor like don't get offended when i say the word broad like it's not an offensive thing okay Bitch is an offensive thing. And y'all bitches use that shit all the time. So I don't really feel bad using the word bitch. But when I say things like broad, listen, <laughs> Jersey, New York, I think I think niggas in Philly use the term broad as well. It's an East Coast thing. Uh, originated by the Rat Pack, originated by, of course, the great Sammy Davis Jr., the great Frank Sinatra, and then the great Dean Martin. Okay, these are the people that came up with these terminologies that I use today. All right. So don't get offended by this shit. But, you know, these broads. You come across a woman in high school, right? Y'all get to know one another. Y'all hang out. Y'all may hook up. Y'all may go out or y'all may date for three months. And then all of a sudden she just ups and leaves. Right. No fair warning. No nothing. I'm not saying this is how my situation ended, but I'm using this as sort of a template. So, you go through all this bullshit, okay? You go through the bullshit. The bitch ghosts you, whatever she does, whatever they call it today. I don't know what these fucking youngsters call this shit. But she dips on you, all right? Then you just move on with your life. You find new girlfriends, hook up with new women. Maybe you decide from that point on, even though that's you're 18, so I wouldn't imagine niggas graduating high school 
as MGTOW or guys going their own way, but I'm saying you may be focused on your education. I always tell people, I tell niggas, people of color specifically, to be a square. If you can, think outside the box. Don't be predictable to anybody. Don't allow... Um, don't allow people <clears throat> who don't deserve your whereabouts or your, your know-it-alls. Don't be a jack-of-all-trades. And this goes to men and women because a jack-of-all-trades is a master of none. A jack-of-all-trades is a master of none. Now, here's the thing. There's sayings that you can master something, but you can't master everything. You can't master a specific thing because you haven't created it. Therefore, you can't master it. Meaning, you can't master martial arts because martial arts is a continuation. It's not just you becoming a white belt, then it's you becoming an orange belt, then you becoming a green belt, then you becoming a brown belt, then you becoming a red belt, then becoming... In my case, I'm talking about Korean uh, Tang Sudo Chodambo, which is a black belt candidate, which is a blue belt. And then when you become a black belt, that's not the end. You understand? Now you're going for first degree black belt, second degree black belt, third degree black belt, master black belt. You don't master it. You can't. You can't master everything. If you know something... If you know bits and pieces about everything, meaning like, let's just say I grew up with my uncle and my uncle was a carpenter. Okay. So I know everything about the tools and the trades, but I don't have this. I don't have the certification. Now I can have the skill. I can be the most talented person, but if I don't have that certification or that piece of paper or that verification to, to pretty much put me in that position, then people can just look past me, regardless of what skill I have. So a jack of all trades or a person who considers themselves a jack of all trades and haven't got any certifications from a trade is not necessarily a master of anything. But the point of being a jack of all trades is to have information or knowledge, bits and pieces of certain things that could and possibly will help you later on. So if my uncle taught me carpentry, right? And I decide to get a house, maybe I won't need any help putting down carpet. Maybe I can make that my own side project. Maybe I don't have to, to depend on outside people for my inside privacy. This goes to women now, right? I'm on my Kevin Samuel shit right now. This goes to women. Most of y'all have no, you have no true right to talk about a man's worth when you yourself are worthless. Worthless, but also worthless. If a guy is busting his ass, getting 60, 65 thou a year, and he's, he feels accomplished. He has his own shit. He has his means. He enjoys himself. He enjoys his own company. 
He enjoys the friends that he has around him. He's not going to be searching for you as a woman. You're not that special. See, women have forgotten that because of their decision to become more radical in the sense of abortions, in the sense of open relationships, in the sense of having a roster, guys will no longer look at you as valuable assets. When women equate men, they equate money. They equate work, or at least the traditional women equated work. What did the man do for a living? Today, it's just based off of materialism and the primary source of possession or the primary source of uh, any sort of materialistic item, a woman will equate that to a man. So I've used this comparison a lot, and I'm going to use it again. I may have never used it on the Red Pill Party podcast, but I'm going to mention it. It is said that dog is a man's best friend. Now, what do they say about women? Hmm? I'm going to say that again. They say that dogs are a man's best friend. But what do they say about the female? <clears throat> or as Black Ram 313 would say, the female. <laughs> Diamonds are a girl's best friend. So from that example going forward, it should display a form of materialism that women have. Women equate money or they equate materialism to a source of fulfillment in the same way that a lot of men generate um, generate this feminized uh, point of view when it comes to money or when it comes to sneakers, when it comes to having four or five pairs of Jordans and all this other goofy shit. <clears throat> now, I'm not here to talk down on any man. I'm, I'm like a fucking bum. I rarely get clothes. I have the money to get clothes. I have money on me right now. Okay. Yeah, I got. I got money on me right now, right? But I don't. I don't really give a fuck about impressing anybody. I want to impress myself. You know, I made a lot of stupid decisions that led me down a lot of dark long roads and these roads and these consequences that I was facing I was facing those by myself see what I mean I wasn't facing that with a person I can rely on a, a, a woman I can trust and have deep intellectual conversations conversations of general importance like future plans like especially with everything going on right now, strategizing. Like me, I had to get up off my ass, get a vehicle. Even though, I, even though somebody fucking cocksuckers. Even though these motherfuckers, you know, fucked up my side mirror, it's all good. I'll spend 300 to 500 if I have to to fix it. 
No problem. You know what I mean? No problem. I'll spend that. My priorities change. So where women stand, to me, they stand in the same realm that I stand in. But they don't stand for me and they don't stand with me. You know what I mean? That's that's just how I look at it. You know, that's how I look at it. I don't participate in the search like a lot of men do. And I'm not saying that to say that I'm better in any way, shape, or form. I'm just saying, like, that's just never... I never look at women... I didn't I didn't look at women the same after the red pill. I'm just going to keep it a buck. I'm sure a lot of dudes will say the same shit, but I think if people listened to a lot of my older podcasts where I was talking about the, the previous situationships that I was in, a lot of guys would understand what I'm saying. When I learned about all this shit, right? I was sort of traumatized. And I knew it was all facts because a lot of the things that I've been hearing, or a lot of things that I've heard in the past before even knowing about the red pill were situationships and fucking scenarios that I resonated with. Like, yeah, I I've been through that stupid shit. You know what I mean? But with most men and women, even the hateful women, even these black pill men, right? The feminazis, black pill men, and like nihilistic TFL type niggas, right? If they had an opportunity or if they stumbled across one woman who was attractive, she doesn't have to be bad. We say bad in a good way. I'm sure people understand that, especially, uh, you know, African-Americans, Hispanics and white people and Caucasians and the know, a.k.a. white people and Caucasians that live in predominantly black neighborhoods. Okay. It doesn't take too much effort or it shouldn't take too much effort to appease women. And you shouldn't even give a fuck about it. But I'm saying this just as an example, okay? If a man who was so-called TFL, he's talking about women ain't shit, you know, women ain't trying to fuck me, so fuck these women. I'm not dealing with these bitches. Because in all actuality, he feels... It's not that he doesn't have an opportunity with women. That's not the thing. He just feels he doesn't have the opportunity with women. And when you feel you become a female... Um, you become a product of feminine emotions. As a man, there's a source of logic where it should override the emotional aspect. As a man, you should say, well, 
I feel that women aren't fucking with me or women don't fuck with me, right? Even if you're a guy who says, well, what can I do to better myself, right? Even if you're a guy who says that, you are at least going on a path of improving yourself. Now, you're doing this for the attention of women, but it's better than just sitting back bitching about women. I bitch about modern-day women. This includes but does not exclude every single woman. Now, however women take this is however the fuck they're going to take it. I don't sugarcoat shit here. I I don't I don't give a fuck about babying people. As a adult, I like to speak my mind in a very unfiltered and raw fashion. So a lot of the topics and the shit that I'll talk about may have that intensity. But in all actuality, I'm chilling. It's quarter to eight. I'm out of here at 1030. I'm going to go through my final rundown, make sure everything is taken care of before I before I leave. But I, I can't even describe how fortunate and blessed I am to be where I'm at. Very fortunate, very blessed to be in this particular building at this particular moment going forward because of the opportunity, right? And going back to bitches, I'm just going to be real with you. They don't hold the priority in my mind. Now, I'm not encouraging people, especially men, young men to have this way of thinking because it's not a great way of thinking. But when you're 33 years old, and you kind of been there, done that with a good portion of women. And you're finally getting into a position where you're doing good. You're not just doing okay. Like you're on a path of doing good. Not just living good, but being good. And I don't mean necessarily good is an opposite of evil. I believe that every person has their dark path. And in this dark path, they come across their dark selves. They find themselves in situations that immediately in their sober or right minds, they think, well, I would never imagine myself doing this two, three years ago, right? Or being with these people two, three years ago, or being in this city, or being at this job, et cetera, et cetera. But when you finally decide, okay, I need to improve. And you're able to do this as a man, especially getting older, not being as, uh, you know, quick and reactive as you used to be. You sort of grow. You grow as you age. And a lot of plants, as they grow, they actually die, not due to the lack of uh, nutrients the soil and the watering and the sunlight. But as they get older, they get weak. As a man, you get older and you mature, or you're supposed to at least. I'm a late bloomer. In other words, I'm just going to be honest. I'm a late bloomer. So I'm like, I'm finally at a point where like I'm making shit happen. 
I'm doing it my way. I'm not going to let anybody or anything hold me back. I've dealt with losses, uh, L's, as we call it in the African-American community. And I say African-American in a very facetious matter. I will prefer black. I'd rather hear a white person say, that's a black than that's an African-American. I'm a black American. I'm a American black. I am a native of this land, but of dark, black, melanated, African descent. Okay. Also have mix in my family. Also have Hispanics in my family. Very cultural, multicultural male by default from my upbringing, right? Well, that shit being said, in the moves that I've made, the last thing I would want to do, going back to the Coach Greg Adams video, is deal with an old bitch because it's going to be the same old shit. Let me, let me explain something, right? Remember what I said earlier on in this recording? I'm getting ready to wrap things up in a bit. If you think about this, right, in a sense of what I said earlier being a lot of things can change within a person. A lot of things can happen to a person within four or five years. But there's also the people who in all actuality never change. They remain who they are. And a lot of people think that that's cool. Oh, that's a good thing. They stayed true to themselves. That's not good. That's not true. When I mean that they stay who they are, they don't change. They don't have any progress. They haven't made any progress. They haven't progressed. There's no progression in anything or in usually everything that they do. So if you deal with an ex who's doing the same shit that she was doing four or five years ago, and she tries to hit you back. You guys know what time it is. It's Thanksgiving. Once again, shout out Coach Greg Adams for the alley-oop. I'm going to slam dunk this shit. You're dealing with the holiday season. So these women come back with demands. So you'll have, you'll have a broad that you dealt with six, seven years ago. Which I think this is my situation. Six, seven years ago sounds about accurate. Hit you up. Ask you what you've been up to. And it's sometimes it's that test that I feel that the creator being whatever people want to call it, I acknowledge him as God. Okay. Maybe it's a test that God has placed in front of me. Maybe it's a test from the um, deceiver, the devil, Satan, evil. Maybe it's a test from the dark side. I don't fucking know. But I had to sit back, and it didn't take me long to come to this conclusion, right? I'm saying to myself, well, damn, I'm about to go to this job where I'm at right now, where I'm already done every day, of course. You guys know my fashion. You guys know my style. I'm just going to be a lot more careful, a lot more conservative while I'm here. 
to make sure everything is done properly and to make sure there's no issues. I believe I go through the catalog to pick out my particular uh, attire that I will be wearing to my place of employment. Um, I get a $400 budget and I go through uh, collared shirts. They got like polo shirts with the company, um, t-shirts with the company. They got the hoodies, the, 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 um, the zipper up hoodies, the regular hoodies, the winter coats, the work shoes. So I'm going to get the whole nine. Come in here ready to do my eight and hit the gate. And this is actually eight hours. Isn't that something? Before I would say do do my eight and hit the gate and not realize that I was working 2.30 to 11 o'clock. And the 30 minute break being punched in and out would count the 30 minutes. Here it's straight eight hours. Eight hit the gate. Um, yeah, I think I'm getting ready to wrap things up here. I want to go through everything, make sure everything is set. I have my paperwork. I have to go on a computer or go on my phone and go through the new email. Although I don't think I need to do that because I already have everything set with my badge to punch in and out. And I have my work ID, which I have to make sure I keep this on me at all times. And I have also have to make sure I keep a keychain of some sort to hang this. This picture of me looks pretty goofy, but it is what it is. The job is better. And uh, the environment's better. So when I do these fucking podcasts, and by the way, my fucking point is, if if a true forced loneliness guy or if an incel comes across a woman that is attractive to him, that he feels he has a shot, that's going to be his little glimmer of hope. You know what I mean? That's going to be his glimmer of hope. He's not going to see it coming, but it's going to happen. You know what I mean? And from that point, it, it's paradise for him. At that point... All of the black pill shit goes away. All of the incel shit goes away. He's back on his path. If the guy who deals with the ex understand that you're not going to get anything new out of the same old woman that you dealt with. And I mean old woman as in you've dealt with her a time ago. And if you deal with these women or if they decide to reach out to you and they have nothing going on then they're looking at you as the helper. Keep in mind, a lot of these bitches have no use. And I'm and I'm saying this in as honest as I possibly can. This, of course, is not directed to all women. And I'm sure women can say this, can say this the same exact thing when it comes to guys. I don't give a fuck what y'all say. Y'all say whatever fuck y'all want. Y'all been out of pocket since day one. Y'all been saying kill all men, niggas ain't shit since day fucking one. You know what I mean? So if a guy decides to come on here and say, a lot of these bitches ain't shit, a lot of these bitches are sex objects, a lot of these bitches uh, objectified themselves and hope for material and monetary gain, then I'm the bad guy? Fuck out of here. We don't got time to deal with that here. You know what I mean? Because all these women show up, 
women, women, uh, uh, females will show up on your work, show up on your podcast. And I've dealt with this more on YouTube when I have videos on YouTube. Women will show up. Oh, yeah, you're just bitter, this and that. Like, bitch, go somewhere else. I don't want to hear all that goofy shit. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Motherfuckers don't got... A lot of guys just don't have the, the tolerance to go back and forth with a lot of these modern-day females. Now, on the flip side... See, me... I don't give a shit... When it comes to old bitches at all. So with this bitch. I'll just let her continuously try to hit me up. Plus she in PA somewhere. I'm like what the fuck do I look like driving all the way down there. Mm. Bitch done bump her head. I'm not driving down to PA. To see a bitch that I was with. Five plus years ago. Six plus years ago technically. For what? Six plus years, are you doing the same shit too? Nah, I'm good. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to have any parts in that. No parts. Zero. No parts. Okay? Because why do I got to be the one? And 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 I had to question myself. When it came to a lot of friends and a lot of women that I've dealt with, why did I have to be the one to progress? Why did I have to be the one to make the move when you just sat back and did nothing the entire time? Probably rode the carousel. With a child like what? Nah, can't do it. That's a negative. Negative. Okay. Wrong. <laughs> the fuck do I look like? You know who would do that though? Look, you're a simp. A simp would do that. Simp would have no problem doing that. A simp will pedestalize women at his own demise. He will pedestalize women to the very end. He will hit on a female randomly and have no idea, right? Got no fucking clue. No idea, just just hitting on her. You know what I mean? Oh, man, you sure look good. Damn, I was good. Got no idea. Baby father right behind her. Baby father... (laughs) Baby father right behind her. At the very least, to keep it PG rated, getting that uh, 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 uh. <laughs> gotcha, bitch. Get you up out of there. A simp will fight for vagina. Simps fight for vagina. Not, not like on a sense that they'll fight for their wives. A man who's married will fight for his wife. I don't promote marriage, so therefore I wouldn't say that I would put myself in that category. Therefore, me dealing with women is more of an inconvenience 
than any form of pleasure or any form of uh, good times because I have important things going on. And bitches, at the end of the day, they're not really worth that much effort. Like, let me just let me just explain a couple things, right? When women create rules or when women create boundaries, especially a lot of these older women, the women who are getting to their 30s, when they start creating rules and boundaries, understand that she's dealt with a guy who had to deal with none. When these women create boundaries, they create rules for the next guy. Understand that she had dealt with probably multiple men who had to follow no rules, who had zero boundaries, and who can pretty much do whatever they want. But when these women get older and older and older, Soon as it get down to that point, oh yeah, okay. They go to the dating apps. They they don't humble themselves, right? They'll never humble themselves. They'll never have any self accountability, right? But they'll create rules and boundaries for more of the secure quote unquote men. This is what women call the quote unquote secure. Men being something that Mr. JLP, Jesse Lee Peterson, would always call beta, beta, shut up, beta, beta. All right. See, that's most, most men, right? Let's just be real. Most men today if they are single it is simply by choice the reason why i say this is there's enough desperate women today there's all type of desperate women there's a variety of them you you like older women there's older women out there <laughs> they only require a few a few things they pretty much have everything else under control the younger desperate women are mostly the damaged women. When you deal with younger women, or if you're young, or if you were young, and you remember dealing with a type of woman who was just completely out of pocket, she is the representation of a good portion of women. Because remember, women aren't that special, just like men aren't that special. Men just so happen to be stronger and just so happen to be known for working longer hours and producing more money. Now, women will say that this is unfair, but they're not willing to climb ladders. They're not willing to uh, be firefighters. They're not willing to be police officers as much as uh, society itself promotes. They would rather get retail jobs and bitch and complain about not making enough money where the where when it comes down to it there's a level of work that you have to put in there's sacrifices that you have to make 
you're not just going to get 24-hour weeks. If you're working at a very high um, establishment, you're, you're pulling 50, some 60, if they choose to do overtime, whether this is an office job, warehouse, um, warehouse jobs, where all of these places, besides an office, I've never worked in an office, but I've worked in several warehouses. And I think what made me think over my entire move was in 2017, I was working in a warehouse where I was making like $3 above minimum wage, right? And that comparison was still a dollar more than what I was making at my last job. Keep in mind, that was 2017, 2017. And now, 2021, uh, where would I be at? About six something, six and some change more from there. That's a big leap for me. That's a big leap for me. And something I need, especially with this pay that they uh, blessed me with, I should say. They, they graced me with a uh, good annual uh, salary. I'll just leave it at that. A good annual salary. And um, me going forward will be me doing the same shit I'm doing now. Um, I believe with how I'm recording, I think this will be the routine where I just record twice. Uh, yeah, I'll record twice a day. And we'll probably get over in an hour. Um, I'll try to do something more in the future. Same with the hours, Monday through Friday, so that's no big deal. Only real difference is I go home 30 minutes earlier, which is uh, fine by me, you know. But with balance, from what I said in the first segment, right, your balance being where you work, what you do for a living, you choose what women you choose to be with, uh, what women you sleep with, what women you actually see as valuable or something or someone that is worth genuinely spending time with and then the women you just have fun with. You don't want the women you just have fun with to get too involved in your personal life. That's just rule number one. Me, I'm not a pimp by any means. I don't give a shit. If I can be with multiple women, I would rather have it sexually than have that, okay, I'm fucking with this chick and I'm fucking with this chick. and I'm I'd rather just fuck with one chick on a non-exclusive level, right? And just have valuable assets I'll have valuable female assets on the side. Like, it's like going to Popeye's and not getting the chicken because the macaroni and cheese be smacking. Or it's like going to Chick-fil-A and just get macaroni and cheese. Because niggas know macaroni and cheese at Chick-fil-A is like crystal meth. You know what I mean? You don't need to have the main entree. Maybe something, maybe the side dish is the most valuable uh, asset. For men today. That's all I'm saying. And if women 
behave the way that they behave, where they promote themselves as sex objects, is it wrong for a man to react or to have engagement with that woman in that fashion? If she takes her clothes off for money, she takes her clothes off for a living, is it wrong for a man to offer, I don't know, a buck fifty for a slam jam session? We don't know. I don't know. I'm not making the answer. I'm just making, I'm just asking the question. Because women will sexualize themselves to the very end. The simps will pedestalize women to the very end. But the thoughts, the thought bots are going to sexualize themselves to the very end. You know what I mean? It means nothing to them. You know what I mean? Age 25 to 27. Right? Age 25 to 27, she's twerking, right? She's doing all these things. And then what happens? To these women, 27 to about 32. I am a strong woman. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up, hold up. One more time. I am a strong woman. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Get her out of here. Nobody wants to deal with that. And it's more of a... It's like a trend now where you see these women who their entire their entire existence from the beginning they were destined for one place and one place only they're they're destined for one place <laughs> and one place only and that's the hub they have the hub lifestyle They've promoted themselves sexually. The only difference is they don't put themselves on film sexually. But they market themselves in a sexual manner. Okay? They market themselves in a sexual manner. They promote themselves like sexual objects. Then get mad when men approach her as a sexual object. But she will... Glorify herself as a whole for pay. She's a pay for play type of broad. I repeat, a play or a pay for play type of broad. OnlyFans subscription $15 a month, right? <laughs> but she gets mad when a guy approaches her. With the energy that she puts out. There's a thing about energy that I've mentioned in the past. I believe on this podcast, you guys can look it up. Something to do with energy. I don't fucking remember. I've been smoking. I just don't fucking remember at the moment. But what I can say is I've mentioned something with energy where the energy you put out is the energy that you'll get back in one way, shape or form or another. Some people call it karma. I just call it life, right? Sometimes doing good things for everybody is never a good thing. Sometimes doing good things for everybody, including your enemies, it is never a good thing. There's no sometimes. Most of the time, doing good things for everybody is not a good thing for you. 
getting in old relationships or trying to rekindle old friendships with people who've pretty much displayed no form of companionship towards you is a waste of time and a waste of energy. And if you find yourself in a situation where you are faced with that possibility of dealing with that old ex, hanging out with the same people you hung out with that ain't doing shit before, they're not doing shit now. You're going to put yourself in that environment, which almost curses you into being one of them, being in their shoes, because they're going to see the progress you make and they're not going to be happy for you. They may display it, right? They may display these things, but behind closed doors, they may be plotting. Behind closed doors, they're not really happy that you got something going on and they don't got shit going on because maybe they didn't have the work ethic that you have or have the capability or have the experience or have the patience or the tolerance that is necessary to complete task, everyday task. Who knows? I don't fucking know. That's just something I wanted to throw out there. But within this whole entire podcast thing that I have going on here, we're about 52 minutes in, which I'm actually surprised. Good shit. 52 minutes in. And uh, yeah, I think we're going to go well over an hour, be close to about an hour and 30 minutes when I'm done recording this. So that's cool. Um, I'm going to have something planned with this continuation going forward. Tomorrow is Friday, right? Yeah, tomorrow being Friday, I'm definitely going to have something planned. Since I'm going to be going home at 1030 every night, you don't understand what 30 minutes does, right? Let me explain something. So when I get, when I got home before at my old job, it was like 1115 and because there was so much shit that I had to do, I just had a rhythm in completing it. By the time I'm done, I'm usually burnt out. Right now, I'm pretty energized, and I have nothing left to do besides look over everything, make sure everything's good, make sure all the doors is locked, so on and so forth. But yeah, at this time, it's just another day, and as I always like to say, in the meantime and in between time, Jersey Judah, Red Pill Party Podcast. I guess this would just be a random episode, man. i just been absent for a week. I have to apologize for that, but I also planned this in order to get what I needed um, situated so I can start this job, which I'm at today. And I got to get ready to go back in, finish my eight and hit the gate. Pretty much two hours and 15 minutes remaining. So until then, man, I'm out. Peace.